Whoa, wait, don't start the theme song yet. We got stuff to talk about. We do. Well, yesterday, you got a message that on Joe Bob Briggs, we got the Silver Bolo Award. Yeah, we did. Um, it was crazy, huh? That was up to like uh, 2.40 in the morning. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I was. Our Twitter account blew up. My phone blew up. Everything was crazy. So thank you all for joining us who are listening to us for the first or maybe even second time. It's a huge honor to win the Silver Bolo. Like, legitimately, and I've said this out loud before, if the only thing we ever did apart from have fun and hang out and talk about monster movies was win a Silver Bolo, we'd have done everything I wanted with the podcast. We did, yeah. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. So yes, for those of you who don't know, who are listening to the show as usual and haven't heard about it, on the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs on Shutter, we were awarded the Silver Bolo Award by Darcy the Mail Girl. And, of course, that means, as I said, our schedule is going to change. We're going to produce way more episodes here. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Either more episodes of our own or just doing more of other people's shows or doing more stuff for Patreon. We don't know. Al is reinvigorated. Yep. Because it just so happened that Al was up last night watching a movie with me when all of this went down. Normally, Al would be in bed, but we had gotten pizza in. Al wanted to watch a Jackie Chan movie with us. And that ended up with us not watching Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, Usually, I'd still have it on, even if just on a second screen so I could listen to Joe Bob's host segments. But last night I didn't, so... And that was probably the worst night to not do that. Yeah, I would say probably is an understatement. It was huge. It's a huge deal for our little father-son podcast. Yep, it is. How do you feel about it, Al? Oh, well, I feel like I know that it's what happens, but my body just is kind of having a hard time registering. Like, what actually happened. Yeah, yeah. We switched over to Shudder from the Jackie Chan movie right as that part of the show was wrapping up. So we didn't get to see it. And we still haven't seen it. The episode you're about to listen to is actually one that we recorded about a week ago, but it didn't get edited. Those of you who follow us on social media uh, know what we've been going through, but like, this episode has been a long time coming, and it should have been out last week, but I guess it's a good thing it didn't come out until this week, huh? Because we yeah. get to record this little opener. We're Alistair. We won the Silver Bolo Award, man. Yep. You even got called today Shudder Royalty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> for me personally, and I guess I'll tell you about it for a second, Al. It's such a huge deal because when I was in high school, I watched Joe Bob Briggs on Monster Vision every single weekend. I used to record it on VHS and then I'd watch them throughout the week again and again and again. Joe Bob's work has been an enormous part of my life. Even got to see him live here in Chicago when he came to the music box for Cinepocalypse, which is amazing. So it really means the world. It's one of those like little things that means so much more than so many big things. Yeah, and like 
as you said, like, it's kept being given to bigger and bigger. And then, of course, when um, Cinema Massacre got it, you just, like, stopped. Because, like, it just was that big. Oh, you mean... Yeah, right? So, okay, I know what you're saying. I know what you're getting at. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the first person to win the Silver Bolo was... Dinosaur Dracula. Yeah, which is a big deal. So, we have the same award as Dinosaur Dracula. We love yep. Dinosaur Every Dracula. Every Halloween we watch his almost all the episodes that come out. Almost and we rewatch all. the old ones, yeah. yeah. His YouTube channel, uh, Dinosaur Dracula, has a blog and also the Purple Stuff podcast, which I listen to. And we're huge Dinosaur Dracula fans. Al watches the YouTube videos with me. And to share an award with Dinosaur Dracula is incredible. But yeah, it, like eventually Cinemassacre <laughs> won one. And it was like... All right, maybe our little podcast is a little bit too little of a podcast to be getting a silver bolo. Didn't think it would ever happen. And here we are. So, Al, congratulations, kiddo. Yep. <laughs> yep, he says. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Couple quick orders of business before we jump into who the Al is, Carrie. Number one, thank you to our newest patron over at patreon.com slash word salad. Yep. Who is it? Jason. Jason. Thank you for joining us. And then one other thing about this episode that I wanted to point out, because I just finished editing it this morning, which is that uh, Al and I talked about Carrie, the movie, the Brian De Palma film being adapted from a Stephen King novel. And yet that isn't in the episode anywhere. So... We know this, <laughs> and I, I just felt it important to point out. We know this. Yeah, so that we don't get a bunch of comments <laughs> right? about that. Like, a one, we're like, we know that. We, we know this. I read the book in high school. Uh, the movie is its own thing, and in many ways, for a lot of people, almost more iconic, or definitely more iconic than the book. It's got some differences from the book. Not as, uh, well, I mean, you haven't read it, but like it does have a lot. Yeah. Not as many as like The Shining or The Lawnmower Man, which has nothing to do with the Stephen King story. But yeah, different nonetheless. Anyway, enjoy. And again, if you're listening to us for the first or even second time, thanks to Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy the Male Girl and Shudder, who we cannot thank enough. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy. another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Mel Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And we are coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And today we are doing Who Thou is Carrie. Mm-hmm. Carrie from 1976. You know the one, everybody. Except Al doesn't. No, I don't. <laughs> what do you know about Carrie? What have I shown you? Um, and do you know anything for sure? Well, I know a couple things, but no, like, specifics. Okay. What do you know, though? Um, that's that's well, what I'm asking you. It's hard to say what I know for sure. 
Okay, what have I shown you? Okay, so you've shown me the movie case? Yes, the artwork for the collector's edition Blu-ray from Scream Factory, the slip sleeve for the collector's edition, and then the reversible cover art. That's it? Have you seen anything else from Carrie? No. <laughs> that's that's not much, huh? Uh, All right. So no, then... but there is the tagline. Okay, there. so what's the um, tagline? Well, it seems like there's two or something like that. Okay, what are they? Um, I don't know if they're two because one's like under. Sure, it's just the stuff that's like on the poster, right? Yeah. But what does it say? Because um, there, there are clues in this. Yeah, if you've got a taste for terror, take Carrie to the prom. Okay. And if only they knew she had the power. All right. So apart from that, do you know anything else? Apart from this image of her with this like car and these two images of her and these two sentences, do you know anything? No. Okay. So that's, that's it. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the bottom of the next mystery, which is who the owl is Carrie. So what then do you think this movie's about? Who is Carrie? Um, Let's start okay, brainstorming yeah. here. So what I think is like at the beginning, um, Carrie is actually just a very um, like a very normal, hardworking, um, helpful wife. Okay. Um, and she has children and a husband and they lived happily. But then one day there was a robber that was in town and the robber came to their house. They tried to stop him, but... Uh, he was also kind of, like, mad and insane. Okay. And he, um, he, he killed them. Oh, he basically. killed everybody? Well, except, except... for Carrie? Yes. Okay. And then, um, she went insane, basically. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that was so that's that's the beginning. The, that's the beginning of the story. Okay. I think later I'm going to have a question for you that might change your story. But let's keep going with this story. First, because I think we might have a secondary story for the first time ever on the show. We'll see. So then where does the movie go from there? Well, um... Because you've got this business on here about her having the power and stuff, taste for terror, all this this business. So looking at these pictures, what do you think her power is? Probably like destruction, something. What kind of destruction? Um... Be, well, I thought about that because I looked on, like, the slip sleeve, and I saw her in front of a car, but behind that, it was a giant building on flames. Okay, so there's a building on fire. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you think she's got destructive powers. Yeah. Okay, so how do they manifest? I think why it says that is that because when you take her to the prom, like, she is just normal, but when she gets reminded of that time, she goes insane. Okay. So what is what is the prom? The prom is... I I can't really explain one. You can't explain a prom? No, I can't. (laughs) Okay. I, I know what it is vaguely. Okay, what what do you vaguely understand about it then? Not much at all. <laughs> okay, okay. But I, we've we've run into a brick wall here. Okay, um, okay. I know some about it, but it's hard to explain what I know about it. Okay, we'll try, try. Let's okay. let's see. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of this. I think it's like a ball or something. Like a ball, like a dance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that is that is right. Yes. yes. So mm-hmm. so it's basically like a ball, like a, like you're saying, like it's a dance. So she gets 
taken to a dance and that reminds her of her family, you're saying? Uh, yeah. Okay. What that happened. So where are they holding this prom? Um, which you define as like a ball, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, in the town hall. Okay. It's a ball like, in the hall. Yeah. It's um like every year they have a grand prom. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, where everybody comes. And, like the mayor has a speech. Gotcha. But before that, that's when she went insane. So then she got reminded, and that when she gets reminded, she goes insane. And when that happens, basically she went insane and basically um, put the place on fire. And okay. Killed everybody. And killed everybody well, with the place on fire. Not everybody, but the the mayor escaped, and some other people escaped. Okay, so then where does it go from there, do you think? Is, now, is that like early on in Act 2, or are we looking more at the climax when everything is on fire? Um. Well, I would say, yeah, about like at Act 2. Yeah, about oh. there. Okay, mm-hmm. so somewhere in Act 2. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, Carrie disappears. All right. Um. Basically, but then when she comes back, uh, she looks different. So they don't know it's Carrie. Okay, so she Maybe. comes back in like a like a disguise. <laughs> New hair. Maybe she I, she's got a tan. Um. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, with like a new hairstyle and a tan basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like something like that. Flawless um, disguise. Mm-hmm. But like before that happened, like the mayor had like the pol- like doubled the police basically uh-huh. so that. When Carrie came, they could stop her, but when she came back, she looked different, so um, they didn't know it was her. Basically. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, of course, she destroyed everything again. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so then, like, the climax is sort of an even bigger destruction, you're saying? Yeah. What does she destroy, then? Well, when she comes back, that's... The climax is when she comes back, because when she comes back, like, the day after she comes back, um, she'd see a happy family with a baby, and she'd go insane. Gotcha. But, Anything will just trigger it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she starts destroying everything, but the police can't, um, can't stop her. Basically. Right. And so how does she use these powers, though? Like, that I'm still unclear on. How do you see her using this? Um, well, she doesn't have, like, magic powers, but, like, her powers are kind of like she's, um, she's more destructive. And, but, like, how? Like, how does it work? Um, how it works, when she gets reminded of it and when she goes insane, the closer, um, it is, like, um, the more times she gets reminded of it, the more destructive she is. Basically, okay, like, and, I, and I get that, but yeah. I'm asking, like, okay, so Superman, all right, Superman has heat vision, okay, and it, like, boom, zaps out of his eyes. He's got the, like, cold breath, and he goes, you know, and he blows out the cold air, and he can freeze things. So, Carrie, how, where does, like, how does that power come out of her? That's what I'm, well, that's what I'm um, getting at, in that way. Basically, when she destroys Things, she can basically, like, burn things down. With what, though? That's what I'm asking. Like, do the flames come out of her hands, or is it something else? When, well, what she does is when she gets angry, she kills a bunch of things. And then when they try to get out, she tries to destroy the place. 
Okay, I, I got that. I got that. We're running in circles here. Let me try to find a different way to ask this, okay? Yeah. So everything that has powers, think about like, you know, any movie you've ever seen, any comic book you've ever read, anything or anybody who has powers, the powers have to come out of them in some way. Either really obvious or less obvious ways, but there are different ways. So that's what I'm looking for you to tell me, is how you think this destructive power would emanate from her. And I'm trying not to be too leading here, because like I know the answers to these things, right? So I'm trying to see what you would think it would be. I actually think that like when she hits things with either her feet or her hands, basically it like comes out of her feet or her hands and she can light it on fire when she hits it hard. Gotcha, like a kinetic energy sort of a thing. Yeah. Like she builds mm-hmm. that up and then boom, hits it and... Yeah, because like okay. basically um, how it works is like it's building up inside of her, but like right. she can't trigger it until she gets reminded of it. And when she goes insane, that power just gets transferred yeah. And when you're talking mm-hmm. insane, you don't mean like mental illness sort of a thing, yeah, but just like mad. just just so angry. It just draws out these memories and she can't control her anger, right? Yeah. That's what that's what you mm-hmm. mean, not just like She basically becomes yeah. a monster. Effectively, right? Yeah. And it's not her fault, you're saying, because this guy came along and killed her family. Yeah. So then what happens in the end of this story? Well, at the end of the story, eventually they do get, they stop her. Well, they try to put her, well, they put her in jail with, like, but, like, um, they put her in jail with fireproof metal, basically. Okay. Um, but then she's, she doesn't go insane, like, mad again. Because there are no families there, so she's just, like, mm-hmm. now but super in a calm. Well, in a different way, because they figure out of eventually that that robber there um he stopped robbing anything and stopped killing people oh he's reformed uh yeah because basically there was a like a monster inside him controlling him whoa so now we've got another monster in the mix right yeah and then when um he killed everybody the monster got transferred into carrie oh so it's like that's interesting because there's an element of this story that's about sort of the demons inside of us, right? That these horrible things that are in us, when we do something horrible to somebody else, that makes them in turn feel horrible and maybe do horrible things, Mm -hmm. right? Like we transfer through our own decisions and our own actions the Mm -hmm. same, like those same intentions, the same emotions. And that goes back to what we're always talking about, right? Like if you do nice things for people, if you ask things in nice ways... People are going to do nice things for you and respond nicely. But like if you come at somebody super angry before they even know what you're talking about, how are they going to respond? As you did. Right. Yeah. They're then defensive. You come at them angry and they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. So like this is kind of that. You get back what you put out into the world. Like it's a cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's cool. Yeah. But then it's weird because the monster basically after they capture Carrie... There's no things to remind her. Basically forgets about it. And the monster is gone. Oh, and then it just leaves her. She, like, well, gets it, it all out. it leave her. The monster is just gone. It's not there anymore. Oh, so, it like, she exist. gets over it and kind of, like, destroys the monster inside her. She, like, deals with her own inner demons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Because that's very much like another movie. 
not the the whole robbing thing, but the like dealing with the internal demons, the the monster that is literal and figurative. I don't know if I'm going to go into it because I don't want to spoil anything for Alistair for the future. But if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Or comment online, and I'll <laughs> and I'll tell you there. So, Al, is does that answer the question? Who the Al is, Carrie? Yeah. Okay. I've got one thing I want to throw in here, one bit of a correction that may change the story. So we may have to do here like a take two kind of situation, right? Yeah. Keep all that stuff in the episode, but it may change your story a bit. You are right that the prom is a dance, that it's like a ball. Here's the difference, though. The prom is actually a high school dance. The prom is a dance that people go to in their like senior year, right? You're at the end of high school and there's one big dance, like one big final dance. Everybody gets super dressed up. It's like a big fancy dance usually. And there's like kind of after party things, you know? So it's like a really, really big deal. It's like the giant, it's like a ball, like you said, but at the end of high school. So, does that change your story any? Yeah. <laughs> I should think so. Okay, so what would that change in your story, you know, with like a take two, you know, what what do we get from that? If we add that into the mix. Because, no, you're totally right. Um, and actually what you were describing, while you're thinking about this, what you were describing was, in fact, almost exactly the plot of My Bloody Valentine, only, like, with a super powered kind of a thing because that's basically the story of harry warden harry warden attacked and killed a whole bunch of people the night of the valentine's day like ball in town and so then the mayor had to shut down the dance and everything and so then he comes back like later on and so yeah that's basically the story of my bloody valentine but you know you just like came up with it for carrie right so that's cool (laughs) Like your stories are a few movies behind or something, you know, (laughs) like what we talk about on the show. But um, yeah. So, okay, How does that change your story then if it's a high school prom? Well, I would still have like I would probably have like a lot of the same uh, things. Uh, Her having the power and like burning stuff down. Right. Yeah. And like the, the. the like the monster inside yeah. of her mm-hmm. yeah okay but it would it would be a little different okay like how she gets the monster would be a little different and like what happens would be a little different okay so then what would the setup be um, because and i think like what you're saying is that your story would be almost exactly the same knowing that she's in high school except she'd just be in high school but there's one big thing in your story that i think wouldn't gel with this high school version which is her origin because you have her origin being that she had uh like a husband and kids and they get killed yeah 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 so she's a high schooler yeah how she gets the monster inside her would be um very different okay so then what do you think that would be that's something i'll have to figure out well here let's let's pause for a second while you figure it out huh Okay, yep, I got it. All right, we're back. Um, So where she comes from, like, it starts off when she was a little, little kid. Okay. Like, um, when she was, like, seven. All right. Um, She was in a town in school, but then one day, um, uh, her town 
got destroyed and only a couple families survived. What destroyed it? Um, well, like um, a, a terrorist group. A terrorist group. Holy yeah. cow. So like she's in she's in like a Red Dawn kind of situation or something. Yeah. That's and wild. only a okay. couple families. Well, not, I mean, Red but... Dawn's like a, a you know. <laughs> a Russian like USSR takeover of an American town. You, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Only a couple families survived. None of her friends' families survived. Her family survived, but her dad didn't. Okay, so then it's and, just her and her mom. Yeah, and they were both sad. But she was so early that she wasn't fully sure how to react. Yeah, but she when was she young. Got you're older, um, she re- like she was super sad, and um, and she was sad that she didn't really understand what happened, and like that made a little bad part inside of her that when her town got destroyed, came like was inside her, got a little stronger, but when she realized actually how bad it was, that um monster basically inside her, um got way stronger basically gotcha so it's a thing about like so it's a story about trauma basically yeah and how when we bottle up our emotions they become dangerous yeah right that's Mm -hmm. and that's important you know that's an important thing to remember and that's a great lesson of this story that you're making up as you go about the necessity of dealing with our emotions up front yeah so is that it then for that one yeah great that answers the question for a second time. Who yeah. the hell is Carrie? Do you want to watch a trailer? Yeah. Let's take a little pause break and watch a trailer. We're back again. Yes, we're back again. So, just showed Alistair the theatrical trailer for Carrie. What'd you think of it? I don't know what you mean by that. I'm just your reaction. I oh, don't know. Um, like, however you feel. Don't keep it bottled up inside. It'll turn into a monster if you don't tell me what you feel about the trailer. <laughs> in, re- in relation to everything that we've been talking about, did you notice anything? Did anything stand out to you? Was anything amazing? Just whatever, dude. Um, you could say anything about the trailer you want. I'm not looking for a specific answer. It was it, it was very different. Uh-huh. In what ways? Well, she could basically move things with her mind, basically, if yeah. she concentrated hard enough. But... And that's what I was trying to get at with, like, how do her powers manifest, right? And it's not through, like, a kinetic energy kind of thing like you came up with. She actually has uh, telekinetic powers. So she can do things with her mind, like, make things happen. Move things, right? Yeah, but in the trailer, it is missing some. It is missing some important details. Okay, so what there. details are you missing that you think you would need to know to understand the movie? Um, like why she's destroying everything. All right. Well, I. Well, I mean, it's in the trailer, right? The problem is that everybody treats her terribly, right? She's bullied, and so. But that's also missing. Why? I mean, it, well, because people are awful <laughs> in that way. Like, yeah, yeah, bullies yeah. are just awful. Like, there's yeah, that that yeah. <laughs> there, it, there's really no reason for it. I mean, they just they do what they do. Sadly, so she's just different, 
right? She's just Mm -hmm. quiet, indifferent, and uh, they treat her terribly. So then, yeah, this thing grows inside of her. And you saw that in the trailer, right? That, like, at first, like, people are treating her bad, and then she gets angry, and she's, like, slinging things off of, like, desks with her mind and stuff, and it builds up. Like you said, it, like, it builds up, it gets stronger, you know, until it has to be released and mm-hmm. just like our emotions. So your story had a ton in common with the actual movie of Carrie. There are just those couple details that are off, right? Yeah. But like based on these two images alone, really, you came at a pretty close approximation yeah, of what like, Carrie really is. Yeah. It's hard to see what I got right because it's it's not like uh, it's not like clear. Well, a trailer is, you know, it's meant to tease the movie, right? Like, Well, I meant, like, it's not clear what I got in common. You can't see what I got in common. You have to think about it a little bit. Well, yeah, exactly. There's a a relationship between the the way that you put things and the way that things are in the movie that makes sense when you think about it, right? But, like, on paper, just your story isn't the story of Carrie, but actually, conceptually, it's very close. So good job, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add or ask before we wrap up? No. All right. Why don't you uh, get us talking about our, um, you know, social media, where people can find us online, all that business. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash wordsalad. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast. You can find us on Instagram at cadavercast, one word. You can find us on Facebook at the Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club. Join the club. Um, One more. You can you can email us at cadavercast.gmail.com. Nailed it. There it is, man. Go ahead and sign us out. You've been listening to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Bell Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We love ya. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>